This is the MIBTOnline.com podcast featuring recordings from our weekly and monthly live streaming meetings. To see the videos discussed in the podcast and be part of the discussion, please consider joining our association at MIBTOnline.com. Now, here's the show. Tip Keeper, MIBTOnline.com. Welcome to our Wednesday night meeting, our second season here at MIBTOnline.com talking football, football officiating. And as you can see, it's bowling night. We'll be headed to the lanes here in a few minutes. But I want to welcome everybody for being here, or thank everybody for being here and welcome everybody in. Once again, I'm Tim Kiefer here at MIBTOnline.com. Like I said, we're doing our, our, our second season. We're doing, instead of monthly meetings, we're doing weekly meetings for a while because there may be a football season in Illinois. There may be one in California. I think there's definitely going to be one in Nevada, New Mexico, but Washington, Oregon, maybe even on the East Coast, they'll play some football here in the spring. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to continue our football officiating education and make us all better whenever we are going to actually take the field. So uh, I want to run through some announcements here real quick before we get to the, get to the panel. Because um, I got my computer back tonight, which is pretty, pretty good. So I'm happy about that. So it should go a little smoother than it did last, uh, last week. So like I said, bowling night here. So uh, our meeting for the 13th here, we'll go some, through some announcements. We're going to go bowling with Bill Lamagna in the panel. Uh, we'll have the play of the week. Play of the week's coming back this week, so looking forward to that. We'll have questions in, in the, on the text line, the call-in line. We, uh, we're still working with that, but uh, it, I'm, I'm going to have it next week. I mean, I pay for it, but sometimes things just, you know, I wanted to make sure everything worked tonight, like, unlike last week where our, my computer went through that update. But now we're good, so we'll just take those questions, though, via the text. Uh, so you want to be sure to, to text us. We'll throw up that text number here in a little bit. So... Football announcements. So football meetings, like I said, they'll continue. They're going to continue on. Um, I'll try to get a schedule out of what we're going to talk about topics-wise. We're going to have. We're going to try to bring in some guests, uh, some different people that we can talk to. You know, instead of just me and others, we're going to try to let you see some other or get some other opinions and, and learn the game from maybe some other people as we move through. If that's if that's possible, we're going to work on that. We got some clinics coming up for you other sport officials. Volleyball. We're doing a volleyball clinic right here at mybtonline.com, January 6th at 9 a.m. If you're a member, you get that. So how about it? It's already good, you know, good to go. Just be here 9 a.m. right here at this live stream. And if you're a volleyball official, you can get clinic credit. If you're an Illinois volleyball official, heck, if you're a volleyball official anywhere else, it's going to be a lot of good information. We're working on baseball, softball, and lacrosse. Those are all tentative right now. But we're going to try to hopefully have some baseball, softball, and lacrosse clinics moving forward. So if you officiate those sports, just stay tuned. Pass the word. Let your buddies know. Hey, guess what MIBT's doing? We're doing all this stuff. And if you're a baseball umpire, holy crap, I've been talking about this for a while. Baseball Umpire Fundamentals with Sam Holbrook. It's coming out Monday. This Monday, it's going to be on this platform. If, guess, if you're already a member, it's great. You're here, you're already a member, you can watch it, and uh, you'll get you'll get the... You know, here's Sam Holbrook, who's a major league umpire, World Series umpire. And uh, so tell your baseball umpiring friends. They need to join MIBT, man. They need to be here. We have that. We bring it. We bring in the, uh, the top level education. So that's all coming your way. Looking forward to that. Like I said, we're going to work on some of those other clinics. So let's just head to the lanes. But before we do that, we want to bring in our bowling partners tonight. We got our bowling team with us. I don't know if they're all wearing their bowling shirts or not. I'm going to start out in the panel, and I want to start out with Mike Billica. Mike is joining us. Hey, Mike, are you guys going to play sometime football? Is that coming your way? Well, the uh, CIAC in Connecticut just approved winter sports. They're starting next 
uh, week after after Martin Luther King Day. So um, we're hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful for you too. So we'll see. We've got Stan Brown from Alabama, but see, everybody thinks that he's probably happy today because of what happened the other day, but no, Stan doesn't, uh, his, his flag doesn't fly that way. Stan, how are you doing today? Well, Tim, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I bleed, I bleed for both sides, uh, but uh, it does have a, 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 it's nice to see a lot of people with some smiles on their face for uh cheering on the Crimson Tide to another national championship. Uh, it's pretty impressive to, uh, to witness that. So, but glad to be here and uh, glad we got our high school season in over uh, last year, last fall. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what y'all are able to do. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see what happens. I want to welcome in a guest panelist tonight. We asked him to join us. He's actually a clinician in football here in Illinois. And uh, I, we're trying, like I said, we're going to try to bring in some new faces. And then he, he joined us here at the last minute. I called him today and I said, hey, hey, you need to you need to come. You need to come and join us tonight. John Bosco. John, how are you doing today? And I'm doing great. I really appreciate your offering, uh, offering me to come on the show tonight. No, I, I, we appreciate you being here, John. We look forward to hearing from you. Uh, I'm going to we've got Robert Yabar, who's six feet away over here. He's in his little corner and he's ready to man the, the, the uh, text lines. So we'll, we'll throw up the text line because that's what he, he does. He, he wants to hear from you. So don't let him down. Robert, how are you today? I'm doing great. Last week, those who uh, engaged with us, we had excellent conversation on play situations, and we want that participation tonight. So when that text number comes up, let's hear from you. We want to hear what your opinions are, because this is what's going to help us all grow and become better officials for the upcoming season. Yep, and that's absolutely what we want. We want that interaction. It's not just us talking to you. We want to hear from you out there in viewer land as well. And if you're watching this on an archive or on on-demand, go ahead and email us or you can text us. This text line works all week, so you can text me during the week if you'd like to, and we'll get it. So last but not least, he's the man of the hour. He was at the national championship game. He's been, he was uh, at the Sugar Bowl, he was at the Alamo Bowl, he's ESPN's number one analyst, and he is hopefully in the United States right now, not in Japan. Um, Bill Lamagne. <laughs> Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing great, yeah. Hey, there's a lot of countries registered behind me here. You got Japan, Korea, Germany, France, Sweden, you know, so I could be anywhere. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you could be, you definitely could be anywhere, Bill, but... Maybe you're just down the road in Tinley Park, too. It's possible. Who knows? Awesome. <laughs> Robert, what do you got? What I have, our viewers are engaged. You know, they said, hey, listen, is that volleyball clinic in 2022? Because uh, January 6th is a week away. Oh, oh it was February. I guess it was fe that, that's good. It was February 6th. I put January 6th. Yeah, that already passed. It's February Thank 6th. you. Thank you, viewers, that's, for being that's paying, with us. They're that's paying awesome. attention. Good. That's good. January, February. It's we're in January now. It's February sixth, so you want to be here 9 a.m. February sixth. Thank you for for pointing that that one out. All right, so it's time to go bowling, and the nice thing is is that Bill Lamagne was on a lot of these games. Uh, he was there in the booth. You might have heard him on these games if you watched them. So it's great to kind of get Bill's perspective in regards to what he saw. But we're going to get everybody's perspective because even though this is a college game and we tend to focus on high school here, we like to kind of review the bowl games because we're all college football fans, or a lot of us are. We're all football fans, and sometimes we watch this stuff and we want to discuss it. So, so the plays that I pulled, the rules are very similar to high school and college. We'll get back to the high school stuff next week, all high school, all the time here. Well, every once in a while we do, like I said, throw a college play in. But let's go wide on our first play. Looking forward to getting to this tonight. So. 
This play, we're going to take a look. It's going to be at the, it's going to happen at the top of your screen. You're going to see the the running back is running to the left, and we're going to watch. I want you to just watch the running back. So we're just going to focus in on the running back here. That's about it. You don't need to necessarily watch anything else at this time. And we're going to see what happens. So it's, it's kind of a tough play, a tough pylon play. Field judge goes up touchdown after checking with uh, the line judge. So that was good, good mechanics on that play. But now you're going to get the replay of this. So right here, he's airborne. So we're going to look at, we're, going, we're looking at some key points here. Maybe is, you know, what is this he down here? Is that a foot? Is a knee? We're going to, it's getting close to the ground. So that might be something we want to focus on when we, when we see a play like this. And now we got a hand here. You know what? We want to focus on that. We're looking for what? A, a body parts. He's now airborne. Is there anything on the ground? There's the ball. There is the pylon. There's Mr. Official in good position looking down and great mechanics rules this a touchdown. And the ball maybe pops out there right there at the end. So we see this ball, it crosses, hits the ground, and then pops out, and then out of bounds. Hmm. So, wonder what we got here. So we, we went, walked through it, we saw exactly each element of the play that we have to judge. So Bill was on this game. I'll start with Bill on this one. Bill, what do you see here? I mean, we've got we got a foot, we got a hand, knee still in the air, we got a ball, you know, popping loose once it uh, maybe crosses the plane. What would, what would you have? I tell you, the official obviously showed composure, patience, checked off with his partner to make sure that last foot step uh, wasn't uh, out of bounds. Uh, so his composure in that probably allowed him to see, uh, have a good view of a wide angle on this. Because obviously you got to be focused on the goal line, but at the same time, how many different body parts could possibly touch the ground? Uh, and then in relationship to uh, once it, he is uh, breaking the plane and he's not down yet, because it's only his hand that uh, touches the ground, the stretch puts the ball over the goal line in control. Uh, so we have a touchdown. So it doesn't matter that the ball pops out now. And Maybe even if it wasn't the goal line, was the we can't tell if the forearm was touching and the ball popped up. But move point because the ball's broken to play and it's a touchdown. I think that's an important point to get across that the ball has broke the plane in control. Once the ball does, it's dead in this case. Because sometimes I think people might get confused because we talk a lot about surviving the ground because this is an airborne player. But this is an airborne player who is already in control of the ball so him landing on the ground and the ball popping out after he crossed the plane has, has no bearing. But I think sometimes we just want to you know, delineate that and, and, and show the difference because we can, as all these football rules are flying around our head, we might accidentally you know, use a philosophy that wouldn't necessarily apply here. But that's a big difference from an airborne receiver and an airborne player who already had control. Would you agree? Yeah, if this was an airborne receiver and while he was airborne here was trying to stretch to the ground and, and that, and now he hits and the ball pops out, you're going to end up with an incomplete pass. Right. And that's just the difference. So we, we want to make sure that we're clear on that, that because 
a lot of times, like I was just saying, you know, oh, I, I saw, you know, he didn't survive the ground, but wait a minute, it's a different, it's a different scenario. We don't want to apply that. So, Robert, how does uh, what's what's a what's the text line look like? Everybody agree? Any any comments on this? Unanimously, everyone has a touchdown because the ball broke broke the plane, and now the ball's dead. So everyone's in 100% agreement. We do have a couple of comments related to mechanics in high school. Since the ball was snapped inside the 10, uh, yes, you're going. The wings are going to have to hustle to the goal line uh, and, and beat the ball before it gets there. So that's that's a mechanic that we need to reemphasize at the high school level. And that's important. That it's just unfortunately with five. We don't have somebody standing there. And, but our goal is where the ball is snapped to get there, if it's definitely inside the seven or, or closer, we want to be there in that same type of position as the field judge was, if at all possible. That is our goal, to be there before the ball so we can have the same type of view and make the same sort of ruling on this. So, all right, great first play to get us moving on our bowling, a strike. There we go, that was a strike. All right, now. Uh, I got the 300 game, the perfect game still going. All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the next play. We're gonna go wide. We're gonna go wide on this one, and I'm gonna set this up. You know, we're gonna bring in the rookie on this play. We're gonna bring in John. So John, I want you to keep an eye on this because we're gonna come to you right off the bat. All right, so here we go. We're gonna run this play. We've got the quarterback scrambling. He's scrambling, and now does the ball come out? Hmm. There's a big scrum for the ball. So here's the quarterback. He's scrambling. We want to see what happens. Is the quarterback down? Does the quarterback maintain control? Does he regain possession? Ball's out. He tries to regain. Does he regain? Looks like Ohio State's going to come up with one. This was from the Sugar Bowl. And so the, the officials are, are taking a look here. We're going to go forward. Here's the replay. And you've got, looks like his ball comes out. Four progress doesn't be is stopped. Now, does the player have control again? Does he... Pin the ball to the ground with one hand, and is that enough? The ball then still is scrambling on the ground, still loose, and Ohio State comes up. You can get one more view of this. You can definitely see the ball is coming out clearly, clearly coming out there, even on replay, and then, you know everything looks like a fumble and catch and replay. Now, does he have the ball? Did he pin the ball to the ground right there, and does that constitute possession? So, John, you see a play like this, high school game, you see a quarterback go down, he's lost the ball, you've ruled fumble, clear as day, and now you see him kind of pin the ball down with his hand like that on the ground. Is that enough of possession for you? I think for me, that's, that's going to be enough. That's going to be enough to, to have him retain possession. But and when I look at this video, I, I might even question, uh, do we probably have progress here? No, that's a good, that's a good point. So let's go back to the beginning of this to see if he was in control of the defense. So, you know, it, it's possible. I mean, if that's what you're ruling, you're going to have to come in pretty hard. But he looks like he's still fighting for yards when the ball comes out. I mean, I, I could see where, you know, you might want to go progress if it truly is stopped before the ball, like if he's, going, if he's clearly going backwards before the ball is going out. But, you know, that one, I'm not sure if the defender – has that clear control of that offensive player, of the quarterback, because he's still trying to pull away from that. So I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that, uh, that you know, here, here's another look at it. You can see he's, he's, you know, he's still, and boom, and then the ball comes out. So he still kind of had some forward, some forward motion. But if that's what you ruled, if that's what you had, then you're going to have to come in hard and sell it on the forward so. progress and not, uh, and not necessarily because he was down or something like that. And, and 
I think on on some of those on this play we we may want to let that let, let that go a little bit. But there you go. That, so that's a possibility. So you think that that that's enough? That's cool. So I'm going to go to Stan now. Stan, if you're the if you're the um, referee and you see the quarterback and you see the you know the court the quarterback kind of pin the ball to the ground like that. Is that going to be enough of, of possession for you? I'm not sure that's going to be enough possession for me. I think I think he's got to have that ball really where he's under got it under control and and having it just pinned to the ground. Uh, if I'm going to rule that it's a fumble, uh, I mean I'm with with John. I think it was really close that you could you could support a progress call if if uh, our wing is on that, but. Uh, uh, if I'm going to rule it that that he didn't have progress and therefore he's got a we got a fumble, I'm not sure that that is complete possession by just having the hand on the ball on the ground like that. Okay, well that's a good. I mean, I I don't know. I might want to see more. Bill, you know, obviously this was you were at this game and I think they brought you in on this one. And if they didn't, here's your opportunity to to, to talk about it. I'm pretty sure they they did bring you in on this one though. So what uh, what is your thought on it? You know, first the progress, is that an issue? Or, you know, that pinning the ball to the ground, possibly, would that be enough? Well, forward progress is an art, not a science. And the, the key thing here is, if that quarterback would have, take the second defender out of it, if that quarterback would have broken free from that, were you going to let him run for a touchdown? If the answer to that is yes, then you're going to let him lose yardage. If he gets tackled, you're going to let him fumble the ball. He can't get the best of both worlds. My uh, look at it is this is not forward progress. Uh, he, he needs to still survive what's happening with that. Uh, now, as far as the, uh, the ball on the ground, uh, if he takes and starts to pull that ball in while he's pressing it down to the ground, maybe he's going to get a little leeway on that one. But pressing a ball down to the ground with your hand, having it under your hand, pick it up. You pick it up, now you've got firm control. And we have a requirement that we have an adjective that's put before control, firm control. You have to have firm control of the ball and putting your hand on top of it is not firm control. Yeah, my, my thought on this would, would be that as well. I wanna see a little bit more. I mean, if he palms a ball and then lifts it up, now, you know, that's firm control, but it's just trying to find it and pin it to the ground. I don't know if it would fall into the firm control category. I'm with you, Bill. Robert, what do we got over here? Well, unanimously, everyone ruled that this is a fumble. And uh, many of them even, you know, texted in before Bill spoke. But Bill's explanation is absolutely excellent. And uh, for th I, this is an excellent play because there was, there was uh, you know, some discussion on whether or not the progress had ended. But, you know, for a wing official to make that type of judgment on progress, that would be really, really quick. So I thought that the Officiating play was done well on the field. The viewers agreed that it was a loose ball. The viewers agreed that the hand on the football alone is not possession. It still remained loose since it was recovered by the defense. It was good to see the mechanic by the crew to kill the clock because now we got a change in possession. All right. So on this one, you know, most, some people send it kind of over there, the majority. So we'll go like this. Oh, picked up the spared on this one. So I lost the perfect game. So now I'm on a spare, but I, I, I don't have an open frame yet. So we'll, we'll keep going here. So we'll run to our next play now. This is uh, also from uh, the Cotton Bowl. We're going to go wide on it, and we're going to focus in up at the top of the screen. You see a little catch here. So number 17, we're going to focus in right here on what he does with the ball 
and how that and how everything looks along the sideline and the pylon. So you're gonna get another view of this. Side judge on this one in, in good position again, takes a look. Now let's here we go. We've got there's a ball. Now out of bounds. Where's the ball? So we're gonna see it again. Here it is. We'll show it one more time. This angle doesn't really help us, but the camera right down the line does. Here we go. The ball crosses the plane right there. Now, if this foot is out of bounds, what do we got here? So I'm going to start off with Mike on this one. Mike, we're calling that foot out of bounds and the ball is right at that location. This was rule the touchdown. Do you mm -hmm. agree? Is this a touchdown? Um, I would need to back it up just a little bit because only the tip of the ball has to break the plane. Um, right now, you've got the ball well into the end zone, and uh, that would be a touchdown if the foot was not down out of bounds at that time. But actually, it would still be a touchdown if you backed it up a little bit. So, yeah, that's a touchdown. Foot's that's not a touchdown. Down out of bounds. And yes, sir. Absolutely. Inside the so, pylon. so now I'm going to throw a curve ball at you, okay? So I just mm -hmm. rolled the ball and I, only, I got a nine or, or I got a, it's not a seven, 10. It's not that hard. It's just a nine. I'm just going <laughs> to hit the, hit the one pin now. So let's go wide on it and I'm going to throw it, throw it a variable. So I'm going to take this hand right here. Okay. And the ball. And I wish I could do it. I, I know my Matt Sumstein can do it. He can move people's yes. arms, but we're going to move the ball and the arm to this side of the pylon. Okay. We're on this side of the pylon right now. And now he's, so right here. So if we go, if we go on the other side of the pylon and he's in the air. So like it, we're going to, we're going to show, we're going to say that his feet are not touching the ground. I know that one might still be, but we're going to say his feet aren't touching the ground and the ball is on this side of the pylon. Does that change your ruling, Mike? Absolutely. Then we're going to put the ball at the half yard line um, because it, the ball goes back to where it was when it crossed the plane at the sideline because no, the ball carrier did not get um, the goal line extended because he didn't get any part of his body inside the pylon in the end zone. So the goal he line, he does not well, he get- he wasn't in bounds. Correct. He, he wasn't not, in bounds. He does not get goal line extended here because if he was in the air and the ball's on the outside, he's gotta have something, mm -hmm. he's gotta have something uh, on the ground inside to get that goal or inbounds to get that goal line extended. So going back Correct. to the play, if we, if we say that this foot is down on the ground, if we're saying that this foot's down on the ground and now we're going to put the ball on this side with the arm, now, Mike, we're good because we've got something yep. inbounds and now mm -hmm. we do get that goal line extended. Yes, Correct. Sir. So, Bill, how about you? What do you, what do you think? Do we, do we break that down pretty well? Yeah, I think the key thing is, is uh, are you a runner? Are you an airborne runner? Um, and... You know, are you? And again, if if he would have reached with that and hit the pylon and, and firm control of the ball, you're going to get a touchdown also because uh, the the pylon would be also be uh, considered uh, uh, the ball becomes dead then, but it's it would be considered a touchdown. So that that's what we got, and that's and, they, and like I said, that it was clear a touchdown was inside. It wouldn't matter if he was out of bounds or not. When, the, when he broke the plane, if the ball was inside the pylon, we're good either way. But it's nice to talk about the differences. You know, and again, the luxury of, of seven or eight person mechanics. You, uh, the thing to note, too, is how far back he was when he started. Mm -hmm. it wasn't like he was up at the pylon and had to vacate 
and hurry back. He put himself in a good position because it's always easier to move forward, excuse me, than it is to kind of be panic mode and come backward. Now, if you're working a crew of five, I, I'd again recommend to you that, especially when you get anything that's going to possibly be by your sideline, balls being snapped from your hash or you're getting near that goal line, I'd recommend you start working the back of that white. Uh, you do not need to be up at the edge of the field. I think that's, that's, that's good advice. Robert, what are we getting from the, the text? Yeah, well, shoot. I'm very pleased. All the viewers who are tuned in today are in alignment with all this discussion. So this is excellent. It's another excellent video. Now, again, there was some comment about mechanics with five-man crew. You don't have the, the ability to look to down the, the line to get support from your wing official, short wing. But depending on where the ball is snapped, you may have a back judge. If the ball was snapped outside the 10 going in, you certainly need to have good communication with the back judge and the wing to uh, align that the ball broke the plane. Well, and that, that's a really good point. And here's the thing. Let's say that that ball was, it was snapped outside of the seven. So now a wing and a five person game is coming from behind that and the back judge is gonna come across. Now if the back, this is where things get interesting, Robert. If a back judge sees the ball in front of the orange, he can help on that. If he sees it on the other side of the orange, he can help on that too. That's one of those where if you see it on the front side of the orange, that's probably one where you're just going to look and nod. But if you see it on the other side of the orange, that's one where we might have to get together and talk. Would you agree? 100% agree. And I think that's, that would be a best mechanic for all us MIB team members. And that is, let's get together and come out in unison. And I think that looks fantastic. Even if it takes a few seconds to get it, get together to communicate, share an agreement on judgment. But heck, it's a touchdown five seconds after the play just as much as it is instantaneously, right, right, Tim? Absolutely, and that's, I, I mean, that's one of those where if I'm a back judge and I have, quite, you know, I'm gonna, I'm not even, gonna, I'm not gonna look at the, the line judge or the headlinesman and give them a, a nod. I'm gonna go right at them. I'm gonna walk towards them, walk down the line. I wanna meet them at the pylon, even if they're shaking their head, because I'm gonna be like, Ball is on the outside. We're good. Goal line extended. Ask the question because it, they may say, well, oh, they might even have thought goal line extended. You know, so that's one of those where I, if I see the ball on the other side as a back judge, I see orange and then ball, I'm going to ask a question. Other, the way this went, no. I'm going to be looking right at the guy going, you know, saying, yes, I got the – or he's hopefully going to be looking at me so as a back judge I can go up with touchdown since it's my goal, uh, goal line. Go ahead, Robert. Okay, we, we do have a question from a viewer, and although uh, some may know the answer to this, we, we need just, just to touch on it. There's a, a viewer that's questioning, why is this a touchdown when this runner is airborne uh, and not touching the field of play when the ball breaks the plane? So let's, let's agree on that. We have a runner who left the field of play, right? and was able to secure the ball in possession to break the goal line plane. So explain so the viewer understands why this is still a touchdown. All right, let's walk through. We'll go back to the play here real quick. So we'll go wide on it. So right now he's got inbound status. He's got inbound status still. His foot is inbound. So he's inbound status. He's on the ground. So now his status, what is, what is his status when the ball crosses inside the pylon? What is his status? His status is inbounds. He has inbound status. The ball crosses the plane. It doesn't matter if he's airborne because his last step established him inbounds and he got the ball inside the pylon or if the ball were to touch the pylon, the same difference. He got the ball inside the pylon. That's what makes this one a touchdown because 
of where the ball crosses the plane inside in the field of play and his status was inbounds. What we were talking about before, if he was airborne and the ball crossed over here on the other side of the pylon, then we might have, we're going to start talking about no, it did, he does not get the goal line extended because he was in the air. Go ahead, Robert. We are here to learn, and we have another question from a viewer. And thank you, thank you. This is what makes this discussion awesome. A viewer asks, what if the ball went over the pylon? Or there was a question on whether or not it was inside and more just over the pylon. Please answer that question. Sure. Over the pylon, touch the pylon, touchdown. That's in this because that is breaking the plane of the goal in that case. We're going to consider the ball breaking the plane in the goal but out of bounds. I know that's kind of a weird thing because the pylon is considered out of bounds. So it's a dead, it becomes a dead ball but once the, because once the ball breaks the plane of the goal line. So if it goes over the pylon or touches the pylon or inside the pylon, that's not goal line extended. That's the goal line. On the other side of the pylon, now we're going to start dealing with the goal line extended. Bill has something to say. Bill's got something to say. Bill, what do you got? Yeah, I, one of the things I think we need to make a, a, a comment on here is, is that this is, you, you can say this guy's airborne, he's in stride. He's just taking a stride. And when you take a stride, you're going to have one foot off the ground. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't go too far saying this is a, a, like a guy diving or a guy that got knocked off his feet and he's airborne. This is just a stride. Uh, so I, I, I would reconsider some of the things about getting the goal line extended uh, on this because to me, this is not an airborne player. Well, no, but if, okay, you're right. It's a stride. That's what we're talking about. His status is in bounds, but if he's in the air stride, I mean, if, if he's, if he's in the air, I mean, I don't want to split good. I don't want to split. You didn't let me finish. I don't want to split hairs on that. I don't, I I see steps. I see steps, steps, steps. If he extends the ball outside the pylon, on, on a running like this, I got a touchdown all day long. If he, because I've got him established inbounds. But we were saying if he's, if he's an airborne receiver, or I mean an airborne player, he's actually airborne, you know, diving or something like that. But you're right in regards to, we don't want to split hairs on this. He's running, he's in stride as far, you know, unless he's like, woo, woo, you know, like people don't run that way. They run where you usually have one foot on the ground pretty close at all times, you know, one or the other. So I agree with you that on a play like this, even if he does have it on the outside, we're going up. I'm going up with a touchdown. But I think yeah, we're I just, just trying to clear. I don't want to our viewers thinking that dude, we, we said just because he's in stride that he's airborne. We want him physically leaving his feet to dive. We want a defender knocking him off his feet. Uh, or, you know, if he came down with that foot out of bounds, where's the ball when a, when a foot touches out of bounds, like Mike pointed out. But uh, – but don't confuse and think that you have to be that good to say he's in stride and his both feet were off the ground. Totally immaterial. No, I, I do agree that that's, you're right, that that's not, it's not what we're looking for here. So, I mean, you, you were, we're just, I guess we just wanted to clarify, make sure everybody understands goal line extended. We've talked about goal line extended before, but you're right. You want an airborne player. You don't want a player in stride. So, so I think we're clear. Robert, let's just let's make sure we're good. We're going to move on. All right, we're good. Robert's giving me a thumbs up. All right, so that one, 
Oh, another spare, maybe. Okay, so we're still got the per. We still got the old, no open frames, it. no open <laughs> frames left. So uh, all right, we'll go to our next play. We'll go wide on this one, and uh, this was uh, this one was from the Sugar Bowl as well. I'm going to go to Bill on this one because this was a, a somewhat of a controversial play during during this game about a target, which I always find it funny that target is con- targeting is controversial only because. You know, when when a player does something and then he gets ejected and he's one of the star players, it's always becomes a big it always becomes a big deal. So here here's the play, here's the here's the contact. Oh, and and yes. we're talking about crown of the helmet. And I we're hearing people talking in the background. I don't know who that is. But Bill, um Bill, I'm gonna go to you on this one. They brought I'm pretty sure they brought you in on this one as well. I mean we are always hearing this. Oh, did he, you know, what is he supposed to do? He went down, he's trying to tackle him. What, what do you got? Well, they, they did bring me in on it. it was, and I, I saw the reverse angle cause I have a quad screen that shows several angles at one time. And, and, you know, they just said, Oh, fields is hurt, you know, and they, nobody in the booth was even thinking about targeting. And I'm on the button of the producer going, Hey, replay is going to shut this down. It wasn't called on the field. They're going to shut this down we've got a targeting call. He used the crown of his helmet with forcible contact. So finally I got their attention in the boot and, uh, and then Herb street brought me in and, and I said, we got We've got a crown of the helmet here with forcible contact. And Herb street asked that question about, well, he didn't hit him in the head neck area, you know, he, he, and that, and I said, well, he's a runner. So he's not defenseless by college rule, but what he is, everybody's protected by is basically what we used to call spearing. You cannot use the crown of your helmet. And, and uh, he, he needed to keep his head up. He needed to lift his head up or he needed to get that head to the side. So I don't care that the runner, runner maybe turned or the runner was going down. You can't use the crown of your helmet technically from the head to the toes on your, on your opponent. So this was, a, this was a, you know, it's too bad it didn't get called on the field, but it didn't. And replay got it and it was a correct call. Well, go, we'll go to the play because it's interesting because you talk about angles because if anybody knows, Bill, you and I, this is a game of angles. You look at this play. If I am the, the wing official on this side and I'm looking down and I'm seeing this, this kind of looks like a shoulder, almost like a wrap-up looking yeah. at it from this angle. And this was the initial angle that was shown on TV. So now... You go to this angle though, now you're looking at it from the other side. Like you said, you looked at it, you saw the reverse angle on your quad screen. You're looking at it at this way now, and now you see, is the defender looking at his target or is he looking at the ground? Is the force of this contact with the, with the crown of the helmet? Yeah, absolutely. And you actually see him recoil, you see his neck recoil. So this is one of those where angle is everything on this. One side, you might you might look like a wrap up. Other side, pro- probably should have seen this, right? Yeah, I, I would like to see somebody get a flag on this, especially you know he, he he the way he lowered his head, it it should have become suspect to the people on this side that we saw in, uh, from this last angle. Um, you know, he he this was obviously one that Fields was hurt on and and suffered uh, some uh, some problems about. And it's one that the guy who made the hit, he's this the second time in two years, I imagine his vertebrae are being compressed. He's probably an inch or two shorter than he was a year ago. I mean, he, this is, this is to protect him too. 
you know, and, and that's what we got to get over. Uh, as officials, we didn't make the rules, but the disqualification penalties there in college and, and uh, you know, we just write the ticket, you know, the judge made the, the verdict on what the penalty was. So he needs to keep his head up. It, it, was, it was not a smart move coming in that way. No, I, I don't think so. Robert, I'm going to ask you, I know you got some stuff, but I want to ask you this, Robert, you see this. Let's go real back, back to the, the, the shot here real quick, Alex. You see this, okay, this type of contact. In high school football, Robert, in high school football, is this a target? Yes, it sure is. And we need to talk about this because I must have five, six, and, it, and it's quadrupling here. There is a difference relative to automatic ejection and then in the National Federation of High School Officials, at least in Illinois, we have the judgment to make it a flagrant targeting or a personal foul targeting. If it's a flagrant targeting, then yes, it comes with a disqualification. If it's a personal foul targeting, it's, it's still penalized as such, but that player remains in the contest. So that's something that we need to clarify, number one. Number two, there, there's just discussion on whether or not this is targeting in high school, and we just, you just asked me that question. And yes, this is targeting in high school, Tim. Okay, I wanna, I wanna get, a, get a straw poll here real quick. John, I'm gonna run to you. John, you see this play, you see some like, is this targeting? Well, I would kind of like to call it targeting, but, but I think by the clear definition of our targeting rule in high school, it doesn't meet that but certainly it meets the, the rule of spearing, uh, which in effect really is ultimately the same thing. And yeah. we, we can certainly okay. get for spear as Hold, well. Yep, hold that thought, John. I'm, I'm probably gonna come back to you. Mike, is this targeting a high school football? Legal helmet contact. There you go. Uh, same signal. Yeah. Same signal, but okay. And then Stan, high school football, is this targeting? I'm going spearing. Yeah. Because the definition of targeting in high school football is contact to the, head or, uh, to the head or neck area above the shoulders with your forearm helmet or something. That's the targeting high school definition. This falls into an illegal helmet contact or uh, spearing or uh, what, butt blocking, face tackling, whatever one of those definitions are. But it's an illegal act. So Robert's absolutely correct. This is an illegal act. But high school's got that different definition of targeting. And so, John, going back to John, that is, I'm sure that's where you were kind of going with the definition of targeting, the way it's written for the high school rule, correct? Right. On the, on the field here, I think I would just call it a spearing. And it may or may not still result in an ejection, depending on, you know, what my fellow crewmates feel, too. Right. And, that, and Robert made a great point on that, is that we, we need to make sure that contact like this elevates to the flagrant level. And Robert, I'll go back to you on this. Do you think this, we'll finish this up, do you think this contact on a high school game would elevate to the flagrant level? Well, I appreciate you asking me that question. Now, this is a, this is a crew approach because you hate to weigh a decision by one official to make the decision or judgment of a flagrant foul. Now, as a crew, it's best to have more than one official agree that the contact was such to become flagrant. And what I mean by that is it's, it, when I throw a flag for a foul, and this, this I would call targeting. So spearing, you know, the community, the coaches, players, you know, the spearing, I, I, I'm calling this targeting. And you can, you, can, you can go semantics with me all day long, but I don't care. I'm calling targeting, and that's how I'm going to explain it. Throw my flag, I got targeting. Why I use the crown of the helmet uh, for the lead contact, legal use of the helmet to the players. Now, with that being said, 
I'm still, if I'm, if I still only have the flag down, the one flag down, I'm going to consult with the umpire. I'm going to consult with the other wing. I'm going to consult with the referee. And I'm certainly not going to leave any rock unturned. Check with the back judge as well. Why? Because I want to be assured that that uh, judgment that I made as flagrant is supported by a crewmate. Once I have that support, we're going with the disqualification. Okay. I like that. You you probably want to get buy-in from your whole crew. I mean, hopefully you're going to get... At least get, one other. It doesn't have to be the whole crew. Right. Just you want to get buy-in from somebody. Mm -hmm. Because that's, in high school, that's, a, that's a, a, a significant fall. I mean, it's a significant fall in college, too. But, I mean, to take it to that level, you're saying the, the act was flagrant. And I like the way what, what Robert said is that this is an illegal act. Let's be real clear. I mean, it's nice to break down the rules and the definitions because we, we do want to talk about that. But whether you go over a coach and say it's targeting, whether it's spearing, you know, whatever it might be, it's illegal hel helmet contact. And, and Mike was correct. We're going like this. It's this. 15 at least. Maybe one of these. So just good to consider all that stuff as we move as we move on to our next play. So that one, I'll give us a, well, we probably have an open frame there. All right, so I lost my, I lost my no, uh, uh, oh, you know, I have an open frame on this bowling game now, but oh, that's okay. We're, we're still moving ahead. I still can break 200. So, all right, let's go, uh, let's go wide. Now we're going we're gonna to switch over to the Orange Bowl. There's a couple interesting plays in the Orange Bowl, and uh, uh, I know Bill was not on this, but there was a, one of our members uh, was actually on this game, a member of MIBT Online, Sergio De Hoyas was the line judge on this game. So congratulations to Sergio on working the Orange Bowl. But I let him know that Robert and I were there first when we were down there as ball boys for Northern Illinois back in, what, 2013, I guess it was? Yeah. So 2012. January 2012. 2012. Yeah. So I said, Sergio, we got you, man. We were there for ball boys. But uh, anyway, so congratulations to Sergio, who was working this game. Like I said, he is a member of MIBTOnline.com. So there you go. We bring, we bring the talent here. Let's go wide on this one. So this is a... Uh, a potential catch, no catch situation. We can see it's another goal line. He's going up for the ball. He kind of bobbles it. And then does he maintain control through the process of the catch? We'll kind of go through it again. You're going to see, oh, it just jumped ahead on me. All right, so we're going we're gonna to see what we got here. He's, in, he's going airborne, bobbles it. Does he come down? You're going to get one more view of it. This is probably the best view. All right, so control, no control, no control, no control. Now, you know, slow motion always looks like he has control, but he seems to survive the ground, the process, and, and turns over. And one of those, here, we'll go back, we'll look at it. We'll look at it this angle one more time, and then we'll look at that, that other angle, the side angle. Don't see the ball moving at all. Come in here, he brings it in. Don't see the ball. Possibly, maybe right here now show me the ball all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna go to john on this one john you're uh you're working you're working on that sideline you see a play like this you see the ball bobble and now he brings it in what are you rolling on this i'm gonna look for my back judge because his back is to me <laughs> but it, 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 it looks to me it looks to me like actually it still made it hit the ground i don't i don't think this is a catch Okay. I mean, and that's, you know, it's one of those where if it hits the ground, you're right. Then, then we have nothing. And I think you're absolutely correct from the back judge standpoint of if you're a wing official with five, you're going to look across for, for some help there because we'll go back to the play real quick, you know, showing how the, the ball, the ball does turn. So we've got, 
So we've got the two angles. So like right here, your back judge is going to get the better angle because right. as a as a line judge or head linesman, you're you're not you're looking at back right now, and you know, and, and now you might lose the ball, and you might lose the ball there just for a second. Both officials may lose the ball because it kind of rolls down. I don't need that line. Let's erase it. And now we're going to go to this other angle where this is, you know, nobody's, you know, no, there's no official looking at it from this angle. We do see our back judge out here though. He's right there. He's going to look at it across. He's going to look at it across the top. And now he comes down. If I'm looking at it from over here, so I'm looking at it from this angle right here. I don't see really the ball. I'm looking at the number five. So I guess ultimately, does the you know we're going to look at it now? Does he bring it in? Could it hit the ground there? Possibly. It's you know if that's what you got, that's what you got. You just better come in and rule it. You know you want to rule it incomplete pretty quickly. So I'm going to go back to Bill. Bill, the philosophy on you know walking through a play like that, where you can see the ball, you see the ball, and now you know a, a receiver turns, and now as a back judge or a wing, you lose the ball for a second. And then now, you know, hits the ground, he turns around and he's got the ball. How, how would you want that ruled? Would you want that, you know, ruled an incomplete pass if you have any doubt whether the ball hit the ground or would you want that to be a catch? Well, I like what John said. If he were the wing official here, he can't see through the back to see the ball. So he's going to look to the back judge. That, that, that patience is what we, we have to do, not knee-jerk react. Now, if we were talking about a totally upright receiver getting hit in the ball, you know, coming out, did he, did he have control? Did he make a football move? Uh, then we're going to go, go incomplete pass on philosophy if we're not sure. But when we're going to the ground like this, there's no question we saw the ball pop up. Now the key thing is, did either the back judge or this wing official actually see the ball touch the ground? If the answer to that is no, the philosophy when in doubt should be that we have a catch. Now, I also agree with John that I think from that one angle from the back judge thing, I think that ball did turn and he didn't have full control. But neither official can see that. Uh, so you have to go, if you have doubt on this, you have to go catch. You're going to be right more times than not if you go with the philosophy of a trap catch situation, which this turns into. A trap catch situation, you call it incomplete when you see it hit the ground not because you think it hit the ground. That's a great point. And it goes about like whether a runner is down or not, you know, that same type of philosophy. Like we call it down when we see leather, not because we think he was down. We want to make sure he was down. When you equate that to this type of a play, I, if I don't see the ball, if I don't actually see the ball hit the ground, kind of like what you were saying, I can't rule it an incomplete because I don't have that knowledge that the ball hit the ground. I have to see, I don't have to rule on what I can see as the official. And on that play, it brings it in whether it kind of hits the ground or not. Replay did not overrule this. They call this a touchdown. And now the, the, the guy rolls and he shows me the ball, like the whole the old catcher thing when the catcher gets run over. Show me the ball. He shows me the ball. I'm looking at my back judge and we're both going like this. We're going like this. I agree. Uh, I do have a question for Robert, and I hate to drag out the previous play, but I, I'm just curious about the comment that. Uh, if Robert had the flag for the crown of the helmet targeting, whatever you want to call it, and nobody else had a flag down, why would you come to me or anybody else on the crew for an opinion whether this guy should be disqualified or not? 
if I think he should have been disqualified, I should have had a flag right. down too. So I, I'd be careful with that one uh, in regards to, I'll go to you for help if you had a flag down too, if we're going to compare whether we got a disqualification or not. But if the person hasn't had a flag down, they, they haven't got anything I, I need to hear. All right, Robert, what do you got? Okay, that, that's a great point. But I'm in response to that, Bill, here, here's what happens is when I, and I have experience with this, I'll throw my flag down and I'll have a crewmate tell me to pick it up. Let's say I was the wing official uh, that had the blinded view. That didn't happen to me, but let's say that was the case. And I have a crewmate that says, Robert, not only is that not disqualification, that's not even targeting because he led with his that's shoulder. Different. That's that's why I would want to talk to the not only the, because Wrong. to that other element of your discussion of whether or not to have a player disqualified again, you know, when we're talking about a disqualified player in, in high school, again, I don't want to leave any rock unturned because that player is going to be uh, walked over the head coach head coach is going to want an explanation. And um, and of course, I'm going to have to write it in a special report, at least in Illinois, we would have to. So let me let me give you a, I'll, I'll back you up here a little bit, Robert, because I agree with you, Bill, that if I have the flag, if I throw the flag, I should know it should fall into my category whether this is flagrant or not. I should already have that line of demarcation crossed in my head. But I don't think it's a bad thing to say, to ask my crewmates, did you guys have another look at this? If you, if you had a peek at it and didn't want to throw in it because you didn't see the whole thing, you know, I'm, I'm elevating this to flagrant. And if they say, well, I, I did get a peek in it. I don't think it elevated. I didn't want to throw because I didn't see the beginning, the middle, the end. Fine. I might take that, that, that um, input. However, I am going to say this is what I think, and, and I'm going to be able to at least communicate to them to try to maybe walk me through it. Maybe so it slows me down so I can bounce it off that crewmate and say this is what I saw, and this is why I'm elevating it to the flagrant level so that way I know for sure 100% that it's going to be a flagrant foul and we're going to ask that player to leave for the rest of the game. I don't think that's a problem. I mean, would, would, I mean, I see you smiling. Yeah, the problem is if, if I'm thinking of elevating this to the disqualification level, I sure am not going to let you talk. If, if somebody comes in and says, you know, hey, it's not a foul, period. Hey, I'm ready to toss this kid possibly on this. Don't tell me this isn't a foul. You know, so if I'm ready to elevate it to that level, uh, I'm not, I, I'm not going to back off. I don't believe on a, on a picking a flag up on it. You know? No, cool. and I think Robert, what, I'm going to let Robert, I yeah. don't think he was saying, he was kind of given the what if, but I don't have a problem if I need to walk through it just mentally, to, because this is a, in, in, I mean, it is in college too, but at least they have a replay. In high school, this is a big deal. Yes, Robert. Uh, last year on record, I had six fouls for targeting and four of which were not even in my primary zone. So when I throw a flag into a primary zone of a wing and, and the wing doesn't have a flag down, you know, I'm going to talk to that official. I, I know what I have, but you know, th this is, this is an education opportunity on the field with my crewmate too. You know, what are you looking at? So, uh, we're talking high school level. We're, you know, we work with uh, not at the same, unfortunately, elite level at the collegiate level there. But so in high school, I, I again, I guess that's that's my final argument with that. Okay. So I mean, like I said, I, I I'm with Robert. At least if if I've got a flag and I want to elevate this to the 
to the uh, flagrant, I'm going to ask the question. So I just make sure that I'm okay and I'm like kind of checking the box, kind of like a, like a double check. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Yes, it elevates to this level and that player can uh, leave the game for the rest, rest of the game. Uh, are, you guys, are you guys old enough to remember when, when spearing in high school was an automatic disqualification? No, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. That's way before my, way before See, my time. Hey, was, Stan. I did high school ball. Spearing was an automatic DQ. Stan, was it DQ in your day when you started? No, but my only spearing foul that I ever called in my high school career, I was in the referee position. I, I did rule it flagrant and ejected that little turd that did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. All right. Let's go to our last play of the night. And then we're going to bring the play of the week back this week. So I'm looking forward to that. So we're going to go, go wide on this right away. This is also from the Orange Bowl. We're going to focus in right away on this receiver right here. I want you to focus in. You're going to see this uh, at least two times on what happens. So we're focusing in on that receiver. Now we've got, we've got a pass. We've got a touchdown. Now it's funny because... This is not my telestration. This is the announcer's telestration. The yellow line actually was the, the, uh, the announcer on the game. And they drew that in because what did they see? They, they wondered. They wondered, uh, oh, this contact here. And then the receiver coming out of the backfield. So interesting enough. All right, so Mike Billica's on the clock now. Mike, you see this play. You're the wing, you're a deep wing, you're a back judge, whoever's key it is at that particular point. We'll go through the key here in a moment, but you saw the contact, the possible contact. Is this a pick? Is this OPI? You're muted, Mike. Can't hear me, you say? I can hear you now, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, certainly suspect for OPI. Um, it, we have a little bit of a distant view. I'm not sure how much contact there, there was in it. He does sell it pretty well, like he's running one of those in and out routes. I, I'm not sure there's enough here. Okay, I like that. I'm going to uh, throw this over to Stan. I'll let Stan take a look at this. Stan, I, I pulled up. Go ahead and pull the pull the playback up, Alex. Go wide, like right at this point. You can kind of see what what's the defender doing, what's the offensive player doing. Is this enough for a uh, for a, a pick play for an OPI? Tim, I don't think so. Um, I don't think there's enough contact to, to uh, uh, make it deem worthy of an OPI. Okay, fair enough. John, you see a play like this? You see the, you see, uh, you can, you know, where the still was? What do you think? Does this fall into the uh, OPI category for you down there at the goal line, or are you, uh, you going to pass on this one? I think I'm going to pass. I think I'm going to agree with Mike and Stan on this one. I just don't know if there's enough there to actually call OPI. Okay. Uh, Robert. What's the text line? What is every, what is your opinion? And what's, what is everybody saying? The viewers want to see it again. Oh, so. they want to see it again. All right. Well, yeah. there we go. I might change my mind then. <laughs> instant request. Here you go. You're going to see it again. Real time. That's real time. No. And then no. you're going to watch it again uh, in slow motion. Here it is in slow motion. You see him stop right there. We want to look at that contact. Does, does that receiver does spring? He gets a nice clear shot to the end zone. One more time in real time, real time. Boom! There you go. All right. So Robert, you can tell me what you think, and then what are the viewers saying? No one has said that this is a foul. 
that's definitely coaches a brush, but that's no one has it a foul. I don't have it as a foul. All right. So finally, I'll give my opinion here at the end, but I'll go to Bill. Bill, everybody, no foul, no foul, no foul. Are you gonna are you gonna be the last one in the uh, the line here? <laughs> I can't hear you, Bill, but I know you're saying something good. You should be able to hear me. My no. mic's not muted. <laughs> now I can. Suspect, but not a foul. Suspect, but not a foul. All right, so this is my, my opinion. It's definitely suspect, not a foul. Here's the most important thing I want everybody to take away from this. We're going to go back to the play. We're going to start out looking at the play. Whose key is it? Okay, five person. They, they're lucky. So we got our back judge out here, okay? So whose key is this? We got a balance formation. Balance formation. We're going to say, the, you know, our line judge is at the bottom here. So if our, if our line judge is at the bottom, that means our back judge should be con coming over here, all right? But what do we see? Where are our competitive matchups? We really only have one right here. And if he's going to, and, and in Illinois, a lot of times the back judge might go to the end, which would be this receiver. But who knows? So he might have to come off that receiver pretty quick because what's going to happen? He's going to get break free. He's going to go to the inside. So I need, right now, we've also got a receiver coming out. So I think our back judge is going to have, in a five-person game, even though this is his key, he's going to have to help with this because I don't know if our line judge down here is going to be able to pick up on this because he's got a receiver coming out. Now, this is a receiver going to air. We don't want to officiate air. So hopefully we're looking at our peripheral. We're not looking at him. Just run. But he's definitely somebody we need to be concerned with. But somebody's got to see this. Robert, on a five-person game, Who's going to pick that up? Who do you think? And it's coming across the middle, too. So we talked about a key, but now it's coming across the middle. This is probably more of a zone coverage. Would you agree? Agree. I agree 100% that it's going to zone coverage, and it'll be the back judge. The back judge will pick that up, that okay. contact. So, that, so at least we have to see it. That's why I wanted to walk through it. So we're all in agreement that this is not a foul, but we need to know it's not a foul so when you're hearing from that side, that's a pick, that's a pick, somebody saw it. Because let me ask you, this out there in viewer land. Have you ever been in a game where all of a sudden you hear a coach screaming, that's a pick, and you have no idea what they're talking about? And you're like, holy crap, did we just miss something? No, you want to be like, bam, I saw that. He rubbed them. That was not a pick, coach. Let's move on to the next play. So it's important that we get that down. And now one, one last thing. Let's go back wide on it real quick, Alex. Appreciate the help there. All right, umpire and referee, okay? We need to know you're not getting any help on this tackle. There's too much going on here for our wing officials. So just know somebody's got to pick up that tackle because we're, you're not going to get help on that tackle. So, all right, what a great meeting. How about it? Let's, uh, let's go to our play of the week, though. Um, I appreciate everybody who, who texted in, and we'll finish up here real quick. But here's our play of the week. We're back to the play of the week. So a little bit different this week on the play of the week, and I'll talk about that at the end. How, how we're going to do this. So, um, but here's the play of the week. We're going to go wide on it. So I want you to focus in up at the top. This is going to be a, a possible catch, no catch situation. So the quarterback drops back, top of the screen. It's funny. We talked about this tonight. We talked about this topic tonight. So if you were watching, you probably got a pretty good answer on this. So Catch, no catch on this. Let's see. We'll look at it one more time. Oops, we jumped too far ahead. All right, here it is. 
Here's the play. All right. So now, for the play of the week, it's not December 2nd. That was last, that was last time. All right. Is this a catch, no catch? Yes or no? That's simple. Catch, no catch? Yes or no? It's supposed to say January 13th, not December 2nd. But yes or no? What do you have? This is the way to do it. Officially speak or email me at tim at mibtmedia.com and let us know. Now the play, we're gonna, the play's been on YouTube, play of the week. We're going to try to move our plays of the week to MIBTonline.com. We're going to still let everybody watch them, but we're going to want, we want people to go over to MIBTonline.com and watch, the rest, you know, watch this play, watch the rest of the play, and then go and either email or go to officially speak on the Twitter and take the poll. So I want to thank everybody for watching. Thank everybody for being here. We had some competing associations here locally tonight. Everybody wants to meet on Wednesday night now. I think the AOA starts at 8 o'clock here in the local, locally here in the Chicago area, so you can go over and join them now. But I want to thank everybody for being here. I'm going to run around the panel. Mike Billica from Connecticut. Mike, thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it tonight. Absolutely. Great, great show again today. Good job. <laughs> great. Thank you for being here. And then Stan from Alabama, who's really an Auburn fan, but he's happy enough. Stan, thanks for being here. Hey, it was great, and welcome, John. Uh, enjoyed uh, meeting you, and thanks for uh, joining in on the fun. Thanks, yep. Dan. Appreciate that. John, thanks for being here. Uh, I think you did great for your first night First night out. Appreciate it. You know, rookie, a little nervous, but you did great. Good job. I did. I, I, had, I had the rookie jitters, but, uh, but I really enjoyed it. I really thank you guys for inviting me. Thanks. Thanks for being a member, John. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Bill Lamagne. Bill, how did I score in my bowling game tonight? What do you think? Did I score in the 200s at least? Uh, I think you need to put those gutter things in. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Bill. Thank I, you. I, I, I was hanging around with Sean McDonough this weekend. It, <laughs> it made me hungry. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for being here, Bill. Robert, any last little text things here? And thanks for being here as, as usual. Appreciate it. Well, the text from the viewers tonight was this was an excellent meeting. They really enjoyed it. They felt it was engaging. They thought the plays were fantastic. The discussions were fantastic. So thank you, viewers. All right. Tell your friends. Baseball. Sam Holbrook. Monday. You can watch it. So even if you don't, like, even if you don't umpire baseball, come and watch it because it's a great video. It's in about an hour, a little bit over. We're looking forward to doing it. But I can't end the show without thinking the guy over there behind the fake glass in the fake control room. There he is, Alex. Hi, Alex. Thanks for being here, Alex. Turn your mic on, though. <laughs> there we go. Uh, thank you, guys. And you guys really, uh, I, I had a joke. I had a joke about MIBT, but like in the past tense, but it just left my mind. <laughs> made it be there. Made you guys MIBT'd in the past tense. Made, yeah. we, make, we made it be there tonight. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And, and you, and, and let's, let me tell you, Bill, Alex really liked the gutter joke. So I'm in the, yeah, there you go. So I'm in the gutter. I'm in the gutter <laughs> tonight. Funny. There we go. Woo, gutter. Oh, no, it bounced off the, uh, the, the, uh, the, kid, the kid gutter or the kid guard. So. Ask, ask the questions. Be ready for the answer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm Tim Keever from MyBTOnline.com. We'll, we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Until then, have a great night, everybody. We'll catch you next week. So long. Thanks for listening to the MIBTOnline.com podcast. Join today at MIBTOnline.com. We'll catch you next time.